Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them i don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU which is buonline.co.uk and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally, their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called the Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day. My blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that day, daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down and it also ensures that you have healthy balanced hormones. It's, it's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is 
built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Hello. So this week's episode was actually supposed to be an episode on menopause and endometriosis because tomorrow is World Menopause Day. But unfortunately, my guest for this week has had to postpone. So she's coming on soon. I don't have a date yet. She's coming on soon. So stay tuned on that one. So today's episode is a replay And I thought I would continue on the theme of improving your period pain with endo. And so what I wanted to do is share the following episode from last week's episode, which is all about focusing on foods to eat before your period. Now, of course, you guys know that I am all about disclaimers. You know, when it comes to supplements, when it comes to foods for endo, it's all about tailoring to you and your body. So just because the foods that I mentioned in today's episodes are shown to be anti-inflammatory, doesn't mean they're going to be anti-inflammatory for you. So for example, tomatoes are super anti-inflammatory, but they're really inflammatory for me because they're one of my biggest histamine triggers. So please take this information and then make it your own, tailor it to your body and your needs. Now, I'm pretty sure that I give like 10 disclaimers in this episode, but I also want to say that if you find this subject triggering, if the idea of, you know, focusing on food for endo is triggering for you, just skip this episode. I will say that this is all about adding in foods. It's not about restricting foods. Um, And it includes adding in chocolate. (laughs) So (laughs) it's a nice episode. Um, But if you find the idea of focusing on food for endo triggering, then please do just, just skip this. And what I will say is this episode and last week's episode would work really well 
um, in combination with a couple of supplements that I've listed in my supplements episodes. I can't remember the name, the, the number off the top of my head, but scroll through the episodes and there are two episodes, one on supplements for endo and one on supplements for pain relief with endo. So if you combine those two with the tools and tips from this episode and last week's episode, you've got a really nice package there for lowering pain and creating this sort of go-to tool kit as you approach your period. Anyway, I hope this episode is helpful and I look forward to bringing that menopause episode to you guys very soon. Today's episode, I sort of wanted to follow on with last, kind of from where we started off last week. So obviously last week we were talking about tips, like strategies and methods that you could put into place um, in order to help you prepare for your period if you needed a bit of an extra boost to support your period pain or you were just starting out on this journey and you didn't really want to go full throttle with um, looking at your diet but you wanted to add in a couple of things in terms of supplements or um, tools. This week I wanted to talk about foods to add in. I'm not talking about foods to take out. Uh, I know that can be triggering for some of you. So today I'm just talking about foods to add in. And I think that's really important because we forget that foods can be and should be used as medicine and that really good nutrition is the foundation of so much of our health. And I have seen incredible results with my clients when we start adding in really beautiful nutrient-dense foods that can help them with their um, endometriosis. So today I'm taking you through six foods and a bonus food to add in kind of in like the week leading up to your period, but ideally doing it from the start of your luteal phase. So the start of your kind of premenstrual phase after ovulation. If you don't know where that when that is, I would really encourage you to start tracking your cycle and using a um, tracking app. You could use something like, uh, wait, well, let me just check what this one's called that I use. It's called MyFlow. So My and then Flow, uh, capital F-L-O. And that's by Alyssa Vitti. And I really like that one. I find it's always really accurate for me. But then if you want to go a step further, you could use the fertility awareness method. And I will link to an episode. I'll link to one of Nicole Jardim's episodes, actually, because um, she does a really good episode on that that you can listen to. And that's not about tracking your fertility. It's about tracking your cycle, but it can be used for fertility. So number one, is add in spinach and other leafy greens. And so what I'm doing throughout all of these tips and foods is I'm starting with one key food and then the group that they belong to, because really it's about adding in more kind of variation in terms of the foods that you eat rather than honing in on one particular food. Um, And so, but I also don't want to overwhelm you guys. So by giving you like one food, it's kind of easier to digest and take on board. So adding in spinach and other leafy greens before your period can be really helpful because firstly, leafy greens are super anti-inflammatory. I mean, 
are, most vegetables are anti-inflammatory. Um, and so that's going to be really helpful for you. We know that inflammation causes a higher level of pain um, and a chronic inflammation is a source of chronic pain. So we want to get those inflammation levels down. Also, spinach and leafy greens are high in iron. And that's really important because I've seen a lot of my clients having signs of anemia or low iron and often having low iron on their test results. Um, and when we know that we lose some iron when we're bleeding and also having iron deficiency can actually lead to problems such as really heavy periods or really light periods and fatigue. And so we want to sort of be addressing as many of these issues as we can, not just the pain. And we're sort of preparing your body for that iron loss. So adding in some spinach and leafy greens can help to do that. Then also adding in some fiber. So the leafy greens provide you with fiber, especially leafy greens, such as um, some of the more fibrous ones like kale or chard. And adding in the fiber helps to helps us to properly eliminate estrogen. So we know that a lot of us with endometriosis with endometriosis suffer from higher levels of estrogen or estrogen dominance or excess estrogen. And that hormonal imbalance can cause things like PMS, heavy bleeding, clotty periods and period pain, to name just some of the hormonal issues. And I really think that from my training and from my work in endometriosis over the past several years, I think a lot of the symptoms that we're dealing with can be also attributed to hormonal imbalance. And if we can get on top of that, we can really alleviate some of the symptoms that we're just kind of grouping under the umbrella of endometriosis that we think we can't do anything about. But actually, I think there's a lot of symptoms we can do, um, we can reduce by addressing our hormonal issues. Estrogen is largely eliminated through the gut. The process begins in the liver and then it's excreted in our stools. And we can support our body to better eliminate estrogen by adding in fibre so that the fibre helps us to have a healthy bowel movement. The other, there's, I mean, there's loads of benefits of adding in spinach and leafy greens, but another one is the magnesium content of leafy greens. So magnesium is a nutrient that many of us are deficient in, especially women, and it gets used up when we're having our periods and when we're stressed. And so, like I said in my last episode, a lot of us with endometriosis do have stress. So it's quite likely that we have lower levels of magnesium. And magnesium can help ease PMS. We know that there are there's research showing that magnesium can help alleviate period pain in people with primary dysmenorrhea. And it can also help alleviate bloating, which is a really big one for many of us with endometriosis, getting that bloating just before our period. So adding in spinach and leafy greens can really help to add, add to up the magnesium content. And so I also wanted to give you some kind of examples of leafy greens you could add in. So rocket, lettuce, kale, chard, um, bok choy, any greens really, you know, um, dandelion greens. There are lots of greens you can add in. So the more variation, the better. But obviously I'm giving you a, I'm giving you spinach as an example because it's a really obvious one um, and one that's quite easy to access. I would encourage you to 
go for organic where you can because greens can really pick up um, a lot of pesticides. So if you can have, you know, if you can get hold of organic, then that would be great. Um, but if not, don't worry, adding in the vegetables is going to be beautiful as it is. And some ideas for adding them in could be adding spinach into your morning smoothie um, and adding, you know, a really big cup or two cups of sa uh, salad. So like rocket and green lettuce, like maybe baby gem lettuce with your lunch, um, having that as sort of a bed and then putting the rest of your food on top of the um, leafy greens. And then number two is adding in olive oil and other vitamin E rich foods, such as almonds, you know, olives, not in the oil form, just olives as they are. Surprisingly, leafy greens have vitamin E in. Um, avocados and seeds, especially sunflower seeds, they're really um, high vitamin E food. So the reason why we want to add in olive oil and vitamin E foods is that firstly, olive oil is just a very anti-inflammatory fo uh, rich food. It has a lot of antioxidants and we know that antioxidants help us to lower oxidation, which is a process in the body that causes inflammation. And it has a high vitamin E content. And we know that vitamin E can be helpful for painful periods and lowering pain with endometriosis. So a couple of ways that you could add in these foods would be to add like two tablespoons of olive oil to your lunch if you're going to have something like a salad or soup or stew and you could snack on almonds and sunflower seeds um, throughout the day. Number three is adding in broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables such as cauliflower, sprouts, radishes, asparagus, cabbage um, and broccoli sprouts. So broccoli sprouts are literally the kind of tiny sprouts or shoots when broccoli is growing. And they are really, really rich in nutrients that help to clear estrogen from our body and reduce inflammation. So even if you could get grow your own or get hold of some broccoli sprouts, they could be a really lovely addition a week before your period to help basically get out some of the excess estrogen that might have been building up in your body over the month and can help to reduce some of those estrogen dominant symptoms from your period and maybe even improve them in your premenstrual phase as well. And some ideas for adding these in could be adding in um, roasted red cabbage. I really like roasted red cabbage in like a sort of roasted root salad or even grating red cabbage. If we make sort of like a Mexican meal, um, we tend to have grated red cabbage with it. Um, and then you can also top your salads or your dinner or even put broccoli sprouts in your smoothie, but especially topping salads with broccoli sprouts is particularly um, tasty and makes your salads just look really pretty. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. Number four 
is adding in salmon and other omega-3 rich fats, uh, fish and fatty foods. So some other fish you could add in would be mackerel, anchovies, sardines and herrings. And if you wanted to add in some plant-based sources of omega-3, you could go for chia and walnuts. Now, omega-3 fats have been shown time and time again to reduce inflammation. And they've also been shown in studies to reduce period pain. And in studies on rats, omega-3 fish oil has been shown to reduce the size of lesions in rats with endometriosis. So, It can be really helpful for both the inflammation, but also targeting the endometriosis directly to add in more omega-3 fats. Now, the form that our body needs the most and can actively use is not easily gained from plant sources. So the omega-3 type of fat that's found in fish is bioavailable. It's very easily absorbed. The omega-3 fats that's found in chia seeds and walnuts is definitely um, helpful, and we need that in our diet. It's called ALA. But in order for us to best use ALA, we need to convert it to DHA and EPA. And the fish in fish, we already have it the fish, you know, have converted it for us into EPA and DHA, and we can readily absorb it. So it's great to have both, absolutely great to have both, but getting in the two portions of fatty fish during the week is going to be really helpful because it's easily absorbed and bioavailable and our body doesn't have to do any any of the work. And not everyone has the ability to convert ALA into EPA and DHA. And also be careful with the types of fatty fish that you're eating. Um, Some of them can be very high in mercury. So um, like tuna, uh, I can't think off the top of my head, some of the others, but um, really it's salmon, sardines, mackerel, anchovies, and herring that are the safer fish to eat that are lower in mercury. And we're advised to only have two portions of fatty fish a week because of the mercury content. And so examples would be of adding these in would be having, you know, dinner with salmon and maybe having a Mediterranean salad with your salmon. So it could be cucumber, rocket, olives, red onions, peppers, tomatoes, some of those broccoli sprouts on there. And then a whole grain, you know, you might want some quinoa or some brown rice with that. Um, And a nice drizzle of olive oil. Maybe you want to do sprinkle seeds. Or you could do something like chia pots as a snack throughout the week. Um, You could do some chia pots mixed with some almond milk and you could even add in some walnuts in there. You could have some yogurt, some blueberries. That could be really lovely. Or, you know, simply just add in your chia, chia seeds and your walnuts with your breakfast. The fifth food is adding in tomatoes and other colourful veggies. So veggies like beetroot, berries, oranges, peppers, carrots, squash, greens, basically just eat the rainbow guys. Like the more colour you can get into your diet, the lower your inflammation will be. And this is because the colour in your vegetables represent, and fruits, represent different antioxidants. And antioxidants are those nutrients that lower inflammation. They help to reduce the damage caused by oxidation in our bodies, and that oxidation causes inflammation. And there are studies on this. There are studies showing that people with endometriosis have higher levels of oxidation, therefore inflammation, and people 
And then when they've added in a diet with a high level of fruits and vegetables, those oxidation levels have lowered. So we want to get as many of those antioxidants in as possible. And we can best do that by eating the rainbow. And so, you know, some ideas would be for red, like tomatoes and red bell peppers. Purple and blue, you could go for blueberries and red cabbage, which is arguably a bit more like purple cabbage. Um, Greens, cucumber, broccoli. Yellow could be like yellow peppers and lemons and summer squash. White cauliflower and parsnips. Orange would be like um, pumpkin and carrots. There are so many different colors you can go for. Even pink, if you think about pink, like there's radishes and raspberries. There are so many varied colors in fruit and vegetables. And actually, it's really lovely to look at whenever my clients start adding in colorful vegetables. They love it. They're actually, and their partners love it too, and their families love it too. They like seeing their plate like glow with all of this color. And some ways you can add those in would be snacking on um, yellow and red peppers and cucumber with hummus. Um, Or you could make yourself a lovely like roasted carrot salad with like a medley of veg, uh, leafy greens in there. And then you can have like some radishes on top and beans and just basically just make a nice mix of vegetables that you like to go together. It could be a stew, it could be a soup, but I really love doing roasted veg salads. I think that's a really easy way to add in lots of colour. Number six is adding in turmeric and other spices. And particularly, as I mentioned last week, ginger and cinnamon with that turmeric because they have a lot of research behind them for being very anti-inflammatory. And as I mentioned last week, 500 to 1,000 milligrams of curcumin or turmeric can be really helpful in um, reducing inflammation and managing endometriosis. So that's, you know, a gram of turmeric. So you could add that in with a latte. I'll link to my latte recipe, a turmeric latte recipe again in the show notes to this episode. You could add that turmeric in with a soup or a stew. And then with the ginger, the study that shows ginger being just as effective as methanamic acid uses 250 milligrams of ginger root powder four times a day, so it's a thousand. And that's used days one, two, three. But of course, arguably, you could start that sooner. So you could be getting in a thousand milligrams of ginger or as much as, you know, up to that amount over the space of your premenstrual phase on a daily basis. And I know that Aviva Rum suggests up to 2,000 um, 2, milligrams, so you could go for um, go for that, but obviously following her guidance on that, and I'll link to her um, article on this. As I mentioned, my latte has 350 milligrams to about 700 milligrams of ginger in, so it could be that you're having one or two of those a day. Or, you know, another way is you could have something like a carrot and ginger soup or a curry because then you've got your ginger in, you've got your turmeric and you might even have a little bit of cinnamon in there. So those are just really easy ways to add in some spices. Now, I told you I had a bonus for you and the bonus is adding in raw cacao. So if you guys don't know what raw cacao is, it is the raw form of cocoa. So 
Cocoa is from the cacao bean and it's what makes chocolate. And it has been processed. It's been roasted. A lot of the um, vitamins and minerals have been removed in the roasting process. And the raw version holds those um, minerals. They haven't been sort of cooked out. And cacao is really rich in magnesium and antioxidants. So again, it's helpful for lowering inflammation, but also for reducing the PMS, reducing the period pain and reducing the bloating because of the magnesium content in there. There's also some iron in the cacao as well, so that can be helpful. So adding in cacao in the form of some really lovely hot chocolates that you're not, you know, sugar-free hot chocolates using something else instead of sugar, maybe some stevia drops to sweeten it, um, can be a really lovely way to help with those cravings that you're getting if you get chocolate cravings before your period, whilst also helping to best prepare your body for your period. I really like doing hot chocolates, or you might want to snack on 100% dark chocolate that's got no sugar in, or a chocolate bar that is... um, that uses stevia or something else to sweeten other than sugar. Um, But it's a really lovely way to just hit those cravings whilst also supporting your body. I will mention that just be mindful of how much you're having because there is some caffeine um, in cacao and it seems to vary with different brands. I notice some brands I'm fine with and other brands I'm not fine with. So just be kind of aware of how much you're getting in in case the caffeine for you is a bit of an inflammatory. So you might need to um, experiment with that a little bit and see how you get on. Um, But for the most part, I can have chocolate as a normal part of my um, diet and but I just go for the sugar-free version and I regularly have lovely hot chocolates but um there are just some certain brands that I'm a bit more careful with and cautious with as my period approaches so just experiment and see which one is good for you but of course adding in a little bit of cacao before your period is going to be a really lovely way to look after yourself and treat yourself just before your period those are my six foods to add in with my bonus bonus seventh food to add in before your period. And as I mentioned, you could start bringing those in in the week before your period or from the beginning of your premenstrual phase, um, otherwise known as your luteal phase. And just to give you guys a quick recap of the ways you could do that, you could add in a sugar-free hot chocolate. You could add in a carrot and ginger soup. You could add in some turmeric lattes. You could snack on peppers, and cucumber and you can have like a roasted carrot salad you can have fish for dinner fatty fish for dinner twice that week um, and have some chia pots for snacks you can roast some red cabbage and have it with your lunch or grate some red cabbage onto um, a mexican type salad or meal you can have some broccoli sprouts on your salads or on your dinner or blend it up in your smoothies can drizzle olive oil on your lunches and snack on almonds. And finally, you can add some spinach into your smoothies and make sure you get lots of leafy greens as um, the foundation of your meals. So I hope that was helpful for you. 
Um, I've managed to keep this to about half an hour. I wanted it to be sort of another bite-sized episode. Um, so let me know if this has been helpful, if you try any of them, if you notice a difference. And yeah, I'd love to hear how you get on with trying these out and what your next period is like. Have a great week. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Music.